right, good to see everybody. Saturday night, hope you are doing good. 55 Minutes of Fury, welcome CTN, love you all. Welcome Facebook, and of course Rumble. On Rumble, like and share, like and share, like and share as much as you can. Facebook will not let me share. Facebook will not let me invite friends, so make sure you also friend the page. Let's hop right into this Jim Benson video. Now here's here's the thing, I want to put a final little... Uh, emphasis on 1-6. I want to compare what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden compared to 1-6, which is they compared uh, Pearl Harbor, they compared 9-11 to 1-6. Let's actually compare them. Play the video for me. So there we go. Now that was the insurrection they were all so terrified of. There, there, there he is, the captain of the guard. That's the that's Captain Dadbod right there. So that's what everybody was so terrified of right on one six. So let's actually look. So we have. Uh, let's go to the next the next uh, break break. Uh, yeah. No. What do I have here? I've got something way out of order here. Sorry about this, guys. Uh. Go to the next, yeah, play that, yeah, play Tucker for me, go. You wouldn't know anything about this were it not for Revolver News, which we would say has done the best reporting on January 6th, but really, for being honest, done virtually the only reporting on elements of January 6th. Totally legitimate questions. Darren Beatty runs Revolver News. We're happy to have him join us tonight. Darren, thanks so much for coming on. So uh, I just want to check two facts really quick. So Ray Epps and the man at the top of the tower commanding the crowd to break the law have not been arrested or charged so far as you know. Is that correct? That's correct. And it's actually even more remarkable than that. So Ray Epps is the only person in the mountains of video evidence caught dead to rights saying we need to go into the Capitol and following up on his mission the next day. Not only is he not charged, he's not searched, the January 6th committee has not issued him a subpoena, and the latest information on Epps from the FBI is claiming that they don't know he even exists. Scaffold commander, same situation, unindicted, unsearched, seemingly no interest in him. And there are a cast of other characters who played decisive role in the very beginning of January 6th creating the conditions to turn the event from a rally into a riot, cutting fences, removing barriers, inciting the crowd. All of these casts of characters covered in the Revolver.News piece, mountains of video evidence, they're unindicted, and it makes no sense. Well, you know, it really doesn't make any sense, and, and I always, because I, I want to trust everybody, I think most Americans do, I always try to think, well, you know, what's the legitimate explanation for something like this and I honestly can't think of one and be as fair as you can can you 
I really can't. Um, one could say absolutely gross incompetence. The only problem is Ray Epps is served to the FBI in a uh, silver platter. The FBI included him as one of the 20 most wanted people. They said, please help us identify him. The internet identified him like two days later and the FBI has done nothing. And so it's really, I'm at a loss for an innocent explanation for these discrepancies. Can you imagine why someone like Liz Cheney, or I'll just be honest, like virtually every Republican leader in the Congress has just ignored this. Why would they not want to get to the bottom of such an obvious and important question? Well, because what the evidence suggests is arguably one of the biggest scandals in American history. Left alone, January 6th is a big nothing burger. But if it turns out that some of the key instigators and the key figures who played a role in turning this from a rally into a riot are actually informants of the government or even agents of the government, this is extremely damning to the elements of the government and it completely destroys the false narrative that they're trying to engineer on the basis of this story, which is that Trump supporters are effectively domestic terrorists. Look, I don't want to believe that that's true, but if it's not true, what's the other answer? And I don't think anyone watching should feel embarrassed to ask those questions or allow anyone to bark you into silence by calling you a conspiracy nut. Okay, so what's the answer then? Darren Beatty, I appreciate you. Appreciate reporting on this. It's been really unbelievable. Thank you and brave. Thank you so much, Tucker. All right, I had a little production screw up there. Sorry about that, everybody. I want to put these back. I want to reset what I was doing. I was going to show you that video at the end of all this, but this is what I wanted to show you from the beginning. I want to compare and contrast the things that Biden and Harris are comparing and contrasting uh, nine, nine, well, they're comparing 1-6 with 9-11, 1-6 with Pearl Harbor, 1-6 in the Civil War. Of course, I can't have any videos from the Civil War, but I want to compare actually between those events because what these Democrats are saying, whether it's Pelosi, whether it's Schumer, Biden, Harris, is that this is a day that lives in infamy like Pearl Harbor or a day that lives in infamy like 9-11, like these massive existential threats to the United States that occurred where you had 9-11, where 3,000 Americans died in one day, and you had Pearl Harbor, 12-7-41, where 2,400 Americans died in one day, 1,000 sailors on one ship alone in one day. So let's compare and contrast. Let's do the first one. Uh, Biden, I said it before. Play it for me. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. I'm not saying this to alarm you. I'm saying this because you should be alarmed. All right, so it was a breach of the Capitol. It was a breach of the Capitol, right? That's what they're saying. Hey, guys, are you able to play that first video for me again? Aaron, if you can work it out for me. Though Joe Biden was saying that, like, that comparing it to the Civil War, this was a breach of the Capitol. Again, though, you guys have that right? Let's show the breach. Play it for me just briefly. saw Ted Cruz with this horrible statement earlier in the week where the Capitol Police were, uh, you know, at, where their lives are at danger and all that. Well, there's Capitol Police standing all on the wall. There we go. Perfect timing as if, as if Aaron or Tommy were doing. There's the Capitol Police right there. 
there they are. The lives majorly. Oh, you guys cut away from it right when I was pointing to it. But anyway, so there, the, there you have it. That was that is the breach of the Capitol, right there. That's what it was. Nothing more. There, yeah. Well, there's some other violent things that happened. Well, it depends on who you're talking to and who started who started the violent confrontations. Was it the Capitol Police? Why was it? I've been saying the wrong number now for months. Donald Trump, uh, I've been saying 10,000. Donald Trump offered 20,000 National Guard troops to Nancy Pelosi, to the Sergeant at Arms for the House. She turned it all down. And then alleged, if you watch certain video, it was the Capitol Police that started the violence with the protesters. Also intermingled with that, as you saw from the Darren Beatty video, you had Ray Epps. By the way, Ray Epps is yet to be questioned by the FBI. It was on their most wanted list. That's the big guy with it, with the Trump hat on, of course. Day before, telling people that he was going to go, going to go into the Capitol. Day of, directing people into the Capitol. And then was at the initial breach of the Capitol in a young man's ears telling him what to do as he pulled away fencing, pulled away uh, the, you know, the guardrails that they had set up. And that was the initial breach. But Ray Epps, who was initially on their most wanted list, they also have facial recognition uh, uh, recognition of a of who they call scaffolding commander, who is on top of the scaffolding, commanding everybody to go in. They have facial recognition abilities and that they have them frozen in time. He's not been questioned. He's not been brought in. So what really happened? So instead of concentrating on their hyperinflation, their disaster at the southern border, empty store shelves, supply chain crisis, what they're doing is trying to cover that, trying to cover all of that up by claiming that there was an event that occurred through gaslit propaganda that never actually occurred, which is a insurrection. Of course, nobody's been charged with insurrection. Nobody's been charged with terrorism. So how can you have an insurrection with no firearms and nobody charged with insurrection? But here's Kamala's viewpoint. Play it for me. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were, and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. So there's the direct correlation that she's making. It's, of course, absolutely imaginary in her convoluted mind. She's saying that 9-11, 12-7, and 1-6, are and 1-6-2021 are all the same. 9-11, Pearl Harbor, and 1-6, of which the only person shot and killed was the person on the opposite side of Kamala Harris. Of course, completely and totally sealed after an investigation done by the DOJ. So let's compare. So she says that 1-6 was just like Pearl Harbor, just like Pearl Harbor on 9-11. Well, let's look at Pearl Harbor first. Play it for me. me. Scores of planes were bruised and battered. At the Army Air Corps' Hickam Airfield nearby, the Japanese assault continued. Parked wingtip to wingtip, nearly every American warbird was incinerated before ever taking flight. But Japan's real target was Battleship Row. The Utah is shown capsized and partially sunk. Within minutes, the California was sinking, and the Oklahoma had also capsized, trapping hundreds in her hull. The whole side of Battleship Row, clear down to the Arizona, is covered with flames. The people in the water, swimming, trying to get out. 
It was a terrible, terrible scene. 95-year-old Delton Wally Walling was perched high in a patrol tower that day and saw it all unfold. Can you imagine how I'm feeling now when I'm watching my great Navy stuffed down my throat? I'm devastated. Man. And it got worse. Not far away, the Shaw, a destroyer, exploded with such ferocity it sent pieces flying a half mile away. A moment captured in this iconic photograph. That almost knocked us off in the tower. But it was the Arizona that got the worst of it. Hit by armor-piercing bombs, it too exploded, killing 1,177, the single largest loss of life in American naval history. Her hull is still in the mud where she sank. So is there any comparison whatsoever? Let's do that on the next video too, guys. On the Arizona alone, on the Arizona alone, which you can go and visit in Port Harbor to this day with oil coming up out of the water to this day, 1,177 sailors lost their lives. And Kamala Harris has the gall to compare one six with that event, with Pearl Harbor. She has the gall to do that. See, I want to tell you something. It's not just a matter of being a stupid idiot, which she is. It's a matter of being flat out evil that you will put out such a heinous, absolutely disingenuous propaganda piece that you are comparing one six, which lasted for about two and a half hours, delayed the vote for three hours, caused $1.5 million worth of damage when her, the Minnesota Freedom Fund that she was supporting to bail out Antifa rioters to go back and loot and steal and batter police officers. She supported that. She said, people, send your money into the Minnesota Freedom Fund, caused $2 billion worth of damage, and 20 people died, and all of which were not protesters. The only people that died in at 1-6 as a result of the protest was a protester. The 20 people that died because of anti 20 plus people between 20 and 30 people that died in the George Floyd protest that she was trying to bail out of prison, bail out of jail. The only people that died were the victims of the protesters. The only person that died in, at one six because of the protest was a protester. So she also compared it to 9-11. So let's do the same. Play it for me. American 11, are you trying to call? The cockpit is not answering their phone. Our number one is in staff and our five is in staff. Hey, I'm going to call from Washington. I am in a situation with American 11, a possible hijack. What's going on, Betty? The crap is erratic again. Problem, are you ready? Hijacked. If things don't go well, I'm looking to. I just want you to know, I absolutely love you. I want you to 
too good, so happy this time. Uh, same for my parents and everybody. And I just totally love you, and uh, I'll see you later. Bye, babe. So that's quite the comparison, right? See, these people are flat out evil. They're absolutely evil. And I draw this back again to the same point that I do every podcast. Why would a Christian ever listen to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Anthony Fauci? These gaslit propagandists. If you are so delusional, and here's the thing is, here's the thing. They're not really delusional. They know there is no comparison between 1-6 and 9-11. They know there is no comparison between 1-6 and the Civil War where 600,000 Americans died. They know there is no, there is no comparison between 1-6 Pearl Harbor or 9-11. They know it. They're simply doing exactly what they did with COVID, which is to present something that is factually inaccurate and saying it over and over and over again, and the fools believe them. And I say this to all the Christians out there, who have closed your churches, and I'm not, don't, don't say, well, we reopen now. I'm saying, have you ever closed your church? And if you did, have you ever repented of closing your church? You might be thinking, well, that's what Donald Trump said, said to do. I'm not a Trump sycophant. I'll vote for him over any Democrat. But just because Donald Trump tells you to close your church, you don't close your church then either. Period. For what? See, what they do is they just make up stories. They, they, have, they have an agenda and they make up a narrative to push the agenda. The agenda right now through this 1-6 is to control your life, just like COVID. They're using 1-6. They've, they've pulled people's phone records. They're, they're ever more making the United States and the FBI, empowering the FBI to make the United States a police state. They're using 1-6 to do it. And if you see it in one sixth, then you've got to see it in COVID and you've got to see it with vaccines because it's all the same thing. It's creating something that does not exist. COVID-19, an existential threat to your life. Christopher Ray, Joe Biden, the number one threat to an American, to an American is white supremacist terrorism. All of it, absolute lies. The white supremacist terrorism of one six. Where? What event? To this day, I'm wondering, I've asked podcast after podcast after podcast, send it in to me. I would love to see the white supremacist terrorist events that are happening because I haven't seen any. You always hear, you'll hear Joe Biden and Kamala Harris always say one six could happen again. How? When? It's been a year now, Joe. It's been a year now, Kamala. Not one thing has happened since then. All right, let's go to the next thing. Uh, we got the uh, three idiots. There we go. Put that up there for me. You just want to recognize these people. We have bro, uh, Justice Breyer. Sotomayor in the middle and Kagan to the right, the three amigos, the three stooges. Now we are moving into what's happening right now, moving into COVID. Well, really vaccine mandates is we have a Supreme Court case going on with multiple states being represented, mainly led by Ohio and Louisiana. But there's multiple states involved where they are pushing back and trying to not uh, have to obey Joe Biden's vaccine mandate where you have to every company who has more than 100 employees has to have all those employees uh, vaccinated or they'll get fined hundreds of thousands of dollars per day, per month, per year, however it goes. 
So you have all these states now suing the Biden administration. It's going in front of the Supreme Court. So the very the this was actually one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I keep saying that. I've said, you know, that over the last 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, that I've said, well, I've never seen that before, 50, 60, 70, 100 times. In a matter of the 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, I've said that sentence more in that 22 months than I did in my previous 52 years. I've never seen that before. I've never seen anything like what I'm seeing coming out of the Supreme Court. Now, here's the Tucker Carlson video. Justin Sotomayor. Uh, spread false information. These people, uh, I'll just, I'm going to let it speak for itself. I, I, I want to go on and on and on, but I'm going to let it speak for itself. Justice Sotomayor spread false information about the coronavirus today on the Supreme Court. Play it for me. There are oral arguments in the Supreme Court today. The question is whether the Biden administration can force millions of American citizens to take medicine they don't want or need. Now, Justice Sotomayor, who by all accounts is not a super genius, to put it mildly, showed up with no facts at all. Sotomayor proceeded to claim that COVID deaths are at an all-time high. That's untrue. That Omicron is deadlier than Delta. That's just insane. And that 100,000 American children are currently hospitalized with the virus. Like, that's... Where does that come from? What is she reading? Get off Twitter, Sotomayor. Eric Schmidt is the attorney general of the state of Missouri. His office has argued against the mandate at the court today, along with the state of Louisiana. Eric Schmidt joins us tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not going to put you in a position to criticize the sitting Supreme Court justice, but I have to ask, do you think that your attempt to invalidate these unconstitutional mandates will be successful? I do. I mean, I look, and I think this is one of the most consequential cases the Supreme Court's ever heard. I mean, this was a yes, showdown today, especially if you care about individual liberty and personal freedom, because it comes down to this central question, Tucker. Can unelected bureaucrats, without any constitutional or statutory authority, force a medical procedure on 100 million Americans? The answer to that should be no. And by the way, the scary thing here is, if they are successful, if Biden is successful, there's no limiting principle here. There's no limiting principle for these agencies. For example, with climate change, why wouldn't he just, you know, it's, a, it's an existential threat. We're at a tipping point. Department of uh, Transportation and EPA, weaponize them to go tell you what you can drive, when you can drive, and for how long. And mark my words, Tucker, we're probably a couple months away from the midterm variant where it's not safe to vote in person. And we've got mass, you know, mail-in balloting and political operatives got to collect grandma's ballot. I mean, the pathway to tyranny is paved with these kinds of emergency executive orders, which is why this case is so important. All right, let's go. Let's look at the idiocy coming out of the Supreme Court. Let's go to the Yenin Nunez uh, tweet. There we go. Justin Kagan says that it's beyond settled that vaccine, beyond settled that vaccines and masks are the best ways to stop the spread. Of course, she puts in a laugh out loud. So let's look at this. Here's an IM tweet for you. On May 20th, remember, let's, let's, I'm going to keep this on the side here so I can keep reading this to you. Justin Kagan says that it's beyond settled science that vaccines and masks are the way to stop COVID. Let's look. On May 20th, Fauci said that if 70% of adults got at least one vaccination dose, remember now it's one dose, two dose, boost, and now they're trying for fourth boost and boosting you every three months. The chances of a surge are extraordinarily low. Not only does Iceland have 93% of adults vaccinated, 70% have had a booster, yet cases are up 32,611% since May, 
when when Anthony Fauci said that if you vax 70% of the adults, COVID will go bye-bye, you'll never have a surge again. And Justice Kagan from the Supreme Court, this is somebody who decides whether people live or die, whether they go free or go to prison. And she believes that vaccinations and masks are the way to stop COVID surges. Well, here's the well, here's the graph for you. The eye in the sky does not lie. There it is, right there. Take a look at the dates. Fauci, right there, May of 20, May of 2021, 70% of adults get at least one dose. The chances of there being a surge are extraordinarily low. Take a look at the current line, up 32,000%. And this is from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court justice thinks that. Supreme Court, don't worry. Iceland's not the only information that I have. Because by the way, that chart is identical in California. It's identical in Minnesota. It's identical in England. That chart is the same everywhere you go. Vaccine mandates do not work to slow the spread. They do nothing. Lockdowns do nothing. I can show you one IM graph. Now, that the IM graphs that I show you all the time, where does he get that information from? From the Centers for Disease Control, Ro- Rochelle Walensky's CDC. Now, this is a Rise Melbourne video. Remember, she said, vaccines and masks are the way to stop COVID. It's settled science. Beyond, She said, beyond settled, says Elena Kagan, Supreme Court Justice. Here's Whoopi Goldberg. Play it for me. They tested me, and it was like, oh, no, you're not, you're not coming back. <laughs> We're not sending anybody to your house. You have corona. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? It was a, it was a shock because you know I'm triple vaxxed. I haven't been anywhere. I haven't done anything. But that's the that's the thing about the Omicron. You just don't know where it is. You don't know where it is. You don't know where. Oh, how's that different than the Alpha? How's that different than the Delta? Than the Delta? Uh, but I digress. So let's go back to Justice Kagan here. Here's, here's remember what she said. Beyond settled that vaccines and masks stop COVID. Right. So here's another I am tweet from it for you. Just a month and a half after Gavin Newsom, so now we're in California, in case you're worried that I was going to fixate on Iceland, said, gee, what could go wrong in response to Florida fighting mask and vaccine mandates? California, with mask and vaccine mandates reported over 237,000 new cases today and has set a new pandemic record. By the way, this was in late December or early January. That's where we're at now. You can, you can see the timeline. Right there on the side, I don't have the big the big picture, but there's the timeline. The 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 rocketing straight up graph part part of the graph is in December and January, December of last year, January of this year, and all the graphs look the same. Let me show you. Here's here's Spain. There it is, exactly the same again. Remember, beyond settled, beyond settled that vaccines and masks stop the spread. Outdoor mask mandate right there, December twenty second. Uh, will high vaccination rates help Spain weather new variant December 2nd? Uh, no, they do absolutely nothing. Vax man, how does it, how would a, you can leave this up. How would a vaccine mandate stop, uh, how would a vaccine mandate stop the spread when the vaccine itself does not stop transmission? You, you have a vaccine mandate. The reason why, you, the, the reason why the vaccine mandates are in place is to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission, which the very people that put in the vaccine mandates have said publicly, the vaccine does not stop transmission. That's the logic behind the world leaders that we have right now and the health leaders because it's got zero to do with your health. COVID 
caving Christians. It has zero to do with your health. This was all about, I'm talking about going back to March of 2020. It was all about getting to the vaccine, to the vaccine passport. It was all about that. From day one, back in March of 2020, when you started locking down your churches, April 2020, when you were quarantining yourselves and taking pictures of yourself, it was all about getting to the vaccine passport where you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code on your cell phone. That's what it's been about from day one. It's been about dominating you, marking you, distancing you, controlling you, and making money off your movements. That's what it's been about from day one, COVID-caving pastors, COVID-caving Christians. When will you repent? When will you say, I was wrong? I don't care that you've opened your churches back up. Have you ever said, I was wrong? And many churches now are becoming epicenters for vaccines where you have pastors and Christian leaders pimping and whoring an experimental vaccine that is killing hundreds of thousands of people across the world? What are you doing? And then you see the proliferation of vaccine passports all around the world. In Israel, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport. Same in Australia, same in Canada, same in New York City, same in the entire European Union. You, have you ever read the book of Re Revelation that he causes all? both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Have you ever bothered to read that? How about the next, you know, the next verse tells you to read it. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate, understand the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and that number is 666. What are you thinking? Revelation 16 through 18. And I, I heard somebody even called, have called up and complained about me before on one of these platforms. How can you, how can you allow this person to say these things? What, what would you dispute? As a Christian, were you right when you quarantined back in March? Were you right when you locked down your church and look where we are at now? We're having to fight for our freedoms in the Supreme Court. Were, how, were you right? I mean, you still think you're right? Are you still excusing yourself? Now that we're at a place you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR code, this doesn't sound strange to you? This is, that, that doesn't alert anything in your mind? And you still have major Christian leaders that were former, even conservative pundits on Fox News that are out there calling this vaccine a gift from God, the calling, calling this vaccine a good thing? You know, these, these pastors and mega-Christian leaders you don't see that this vaccine has led to the vaccine passport and how that relates to Revelation 13, 16 through 18? You can't see that? The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. I guess, I guess 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 was correct. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. What happened to you? All you need to do to get right is to come out if you're a Christian leader and say, I was wrong. You have to do it publicly if you're a leader. If you're, if you're somebody who simply attends ministry, all you need to do, it, do is do it privately. But you need to do it. You need to stop acting like you were ever right 
Look at all the evidence that you were never right. Look at all. Will, will you receive this stern correction? Or are you just going to keep on gaslighting yourself with your own gaslit propaganda? Well, you know, we wanted to see how bad it was. You know, you have to use wisdom. None of that's in the Bible, Christian. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. 1 John 5, 7, John 1, 14, John 1, 1. Jesus is the Word. If you are a Jesus follower, then you have to be following the Word. Not anything else. You don't add anything to the Word. You follow the word. And now look where we're at. You saw the, the, the attorney, I believe, out of the state of Ohio or Louisiana, I'm not sure. He said that we, it should be very simple, settled law. I'm using my own verbiage. But it should be very simple that you should not be, you should not be allowed to mandate that 100 million Americans be forced to take a vaccination, again, to be able to buy, sell, trade, or travel, to be employed. Look where we're at and you think that you were ever right to close your church? Look where we are at. But you are the light of the world. Let's, we'll, start, we'll start before that. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, it is then good for nothing but, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men like Anthony Fauci. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's what you are supposed to do. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. The Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. You don't add to the word. The word says whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. You keep your church open. Not to mention the logistical fact absolute logical fact that lockdowns don't work quarantines don't work masks don't work vaccines are not working that these vaccines do not work they only cause harm lockdowns don't work and if the vaccines don't stop transmission then explain to me why there's a vaccine mandate to stop transmission it makes it's actually it's actually difficult to talk about this stuff because there is no basis in logic. I just want to keep attacking this point. I know that I went way off on that. Let's go. Let's go to the U.S. Tom. There we go. Amber Kagan says from the Supreme Court, she says that it's beyond settled that vaccines and masks stop COVID. Well, do they? Well, let's look at the United States. Put it on the big screen for me. Put the graph on the big screen. There we go. There it is. Look at the dates. 70% of adults at least partially vaccinated in the United States. And since then, look at where the graph is at. Go to San Francisco. Same. Do you notice this now? You see if you can backtrack them, Tom. Do one right. Just backtrack them if you can. Just flip from one to the other. There you go. Keep going. Go to the next one. There you go. Flip. Do we got another one? Uh, San Francisco. United States. We can't go to Spain. They can't go back. Okay. So there you go. I want you just to see that it's the same everywhere. Whether I showed you Iceland, whether I showed you Spain, whether I showed you the United States, whether I showed you San Francisco, I had a dozen others that I could show you. I have hundreds of others that I can show you. They look exactly the same. Vaccines and masks do absolutely nothing 
to a respiratory virus. They do nothing. That's why in my 53 years on earth, there's never been a vaccine for the common cold, which is another coronavirus, which is a mutational shift virus with animal hosts. That's why there's never been an effective vaccination for the flu, which is another mutational shift virus with animal hosts. Coronaviruses are in dogs, in bats, they're everywhere. I showed you that horrific tweet a couple of podcasts ago of a woman who euthanized her dog because her dog tested positive for COVID. Lots of dogs will test positive for COVID. They don't get sick from COVID, but they host COVID. Like the bats host, you cannot, anything, that's why the mumps vaccine works because there is no animal host. It's not mutational shift. That's why, the, that's why the measles vaccine works, because it is not a mutational shift virus and it has no animal host. That's why this virus is not working. This virus is actually causing the variants. Because whenever you vaccinate against a mutational shift virus, guess what it does? Uh, it mutates. Why, why does a chubby preacher in Inglewood, Florida, retired cop know that and Anthony Fauci doesn't. He does. He just has an agenda. Here's, here's uh, Stephen Breyer, another justice on the Supreme Court. Listen to this. Play it for me. You heard what I asked. I mean, you know, 750 million new cases yesterday or close to that is uh, a lot. So from the bench of the Supreme Court of the United States of America in Washington, D.C., we have Stephen Breyer say that there was, this was they believe he was talking about Thursday, that on Thursday of this week, there were 750 million new cases of COVID. Um, there's 300, 330 to 380 million Americans that live here. So in order for that to have happened, every single, every single American had to have tested positive for covid twice that's the supreme court this is again a man who decides when some when some people live or die go to prison or go free the these are people that actually set up and actually decide what is case law in america how do they decide interpretations of the constitution that's that's the level that we're at shannon bream tweet Sotomayor says Omicron is as deadly as Delta. There's not a soul in the world that said that. Not one soul. They've had zero. Omicron started allegedly in South Africa. It really didn't. It really started in Europe. However, name all the Omicron deaths. And Omicron is 80% in the fully vaccinated. But she says it's every bit as deadly as Delta. How could it be? It hasn't been around nearly as long. And everybody says it's far less virulent, much more like the common flu. I mean, everybody. Even the, even the far left, you know, COVIDologists, the, the far left branch COVIDians are all acknowledging that Omicron is far less deadly than Delta or Alpha. Let's go to the next one, Phil Kirpin. Breyer, growing by numbers of 10 times what it was, National Hospital Census is actually flat as a pancake. So Breyer, again, that genius who said there were 750 million new cases of COVID on Thursday, he's saying that National Hospital he's saying that the, the national um, hospitalization rate of COVID patients is going up uh, by factor of 10. Well, National, according to Phil Kirpin here, with the graph at the bottom, National Hospital Census is actually flat as a pancake. So you have, again, 
from a man who decides who, who will live, who will die, who will go to prison, who will be free, who decides many, many issues in this country, abortion, Roe v. Wade's coming up, again, who will live, who will die. He says a flat-out lie from the bench of the Supreme Court of the United States of America that basically hospitalization rates are going up at an exponential rate to the tune of 10 times. But according to the facts, National, National Hospital Census is actually totally and completely flat. Go to the next one, Election Wizard tweet. Justice Breyer again, are you really asking us to issue a stay and prevent this mandate from going into effect? So this man... Stephen Breyer, justice on the Supreme Court, is fine with 100 million Americans being forced to take an experimental vaccine that has not had any sort of correct trial at all. I don't have time to get into that tonight. The hospitals are full. The number of people getting infected is higher than when OSHA handed down its rule. The hospitals are full. Total and complete bold-faced lie. Not true. He's either lying or galactically ignorant, but either way, he's a Supreme Court justice. This is why, everybody, you don't strap masks on your face. You knew they didn't work. You are doing it to be nice. You are doing it to comply. This is what happens when you are complicit with lies. You will reap the benefits of those lies. Look how far down our society has gone in the matter of 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Shannon Bream tweet. So did I, Mayor. Supreme Court, Supreme Court Justice says over 100,000 children in serious condition, many on ventilators. I'd like to see those statistics, please. Hospital by hospital, I'd like to see those statistics, please, because that is an absolute bold-faced lie. There is nowhere near that amount of children, even in the hospital for COVID, let alone many on ventilators. Where? Where that has been completely and totally debunked in the 48 hours since she said it. But has she come out and fixed it? Why should she come out and fix it when all the pastors that locked down their churches being complicit with Anthony Fauci, you don't come out and fix it. You never said you were wrong. So why should she come out and say she was wrong? You are abiding in lies. She's abiding in lies. So why should she fix it if you don't? You're the city on a hill. You're the one she's looking up at whether you believe that or not. All right, Greg Price video. Here is Justice Sotomayor saying that hospitals are at full capacity and the 100,000 kid thing. Play it for me. Country today than we had a year ago in January. Um, we have hospitals that are almost at full capacity with people is severely ill on ventilators. We have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in, in serious condition and uh, many on ventilators. Um, so saying it's a different variant just underscores the fact that without the without um, not a single thing the Supreme Court justice said, Sotomayor, not one thing she said in that montage was correct at all. Let's look at actual statistical data. Here's the people that are dying of COVID. Now on the top, this is a tough thing to see, but that long blue line on the top is not the encapsulation of 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 the graph that is the the most people who have died of covid if you go down it's very difficult to see but on the very top of that it's 85 or over that's that blue line 
That's the blue line. That's who's dying of COVID, 85 or over. And if you go down, it goes all the way down to zero. Those are the people who are dying. And these people have the gall and the nerve to say that the hospitals are being overrun and that there's 100,000, Sotomayor, that there's 100,000 kids that are in, are in the hospital for COVID that, and many of them on ventilators. The statistical data, does she ever bother? Before she's actually testifying, I know she's not really testifying because these are oral arguments, but she is, she is testifying because she's a Supreme Court justice. And what she says, people will take as factual data. And not one thing she said was true. We've really had two kids in the United States that have died of COVID exclusively from COVID. Other kids have died that had multiple comorbidities and preconditions. Even the people 85 and above, most of them have that die of COVID had multiple preconditions or comorbidities. And remember, most everybody dying of COVID is 85 or above. The average age of death in America is 77. Shouldn't be. Our average age of death should be the biblical 120, but it's not because everybody follows the AMA instead of the Bible. Phil Kirpin tweet, Breyer again. Hospitals are full almost to the point of maximum. These people know absolutely nothing. Zero. So let's look at it. Put that graph up. Yeah, you can leave it right like that, Tom. That's perfect. The yellow line, I want everybody to know what this is. The yellow line is all available hospital beds. <laughs> now remember, he's saying that we're at maximum. Hospitals are full almost to the point of maximum. There is, that's the maximum is the yellow on top. Now that squiggly blue line just underneath it is beds being used for COVID. This is the Supreme, this is the Supreme Court justice. How can he say this? We are in Washington, DC in a federal lawsuit to stop a vaccine, an unconstitutional vaccine mandate, which should never even should have gotten to the Supreme Court because it should have been overruled. And it shouldn't even be taken. It should be like, you know what? Of course it's unconstitutional. But then you've got Stephen Breyer, a sitting Supreme Court justice saying, hospitals are full to the point of maximum. You see the yellow line, that's maximum hospital beds. And you see the blue line underneath it which is the beds being used for COVID. So you can see how, how it relates one to another. And then the final little blue line on the bottom, that's, uh, that's uh, hospital admissions for Thursday. All hospital admissions, they're being overrun? How can, the, in order for them to have been overrun, that little blue line at the bottom and the, little, the, the blue line above the little blue line would be above the yellow line for Stephen Breyer to be remotely correct. This is Supreme Court justice. He decides whether people live or people die. He decides whether people go to prison or are set free. He decides whether something's a hate crime or not. He decides whether you can make a living or not. And he is spewing, he's either galactically ignorant or purposely stupid. That's, that's, that is where we are. And again, I say, that is why back in March of 2020, you don't do what you're told when they're telling you to lie. When they're telling you to violate your own constitutional rights, you do not do it. Well, we have Romans 13, Tom, you're a hypocrite. 
You're a hypocrite if you stood on Romans 13. First of all, we don't have ruling authorities. We have a ruling document. We are to abide by the document. Them forcing you to lock down or put a mask on or vaccinate is violating the document. So if you've done any of those things, you're the violator of Romans 13. Not to mention, you're sending your money overseas to underground churches to buy Bibles for the Chinese church who is violating your version of Romans 13 themselves by having an underground church. Hypocrite. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Think about these things. Actually read the Bible. Dr. David Samadhi tweet, 43% of COVID patients currently hospitalized in New York were hospitalized for a reason other than COVID and just happened to test positive for COVID. This, this right here blows up the entire narrative. I'm saying this because Sotomayor, Stephen Breyer, Elena Kagan are all saying the hospitals are being overrun with COVID. No, 43% of COVID patients, 43% currently hospitalized in New York were hospitalized for another reason. They came in for a broken finger. Of course, they have to get the PR test because you don't want anybody to catch the black plague that you're carrying around. That has a 99.9% survival rate. Unlike the original bubonic plague that basically had a 0% survival rate. But 43% of the COVID patients in New York are people who didn't go to the hospital for COVID. Let's go to the next one. New York COVID hospital stats. There's the actual numbers. Just skip down to the middle, which is New York City. Admitted where COVID was not included as one of the reasons for admission. Half, 51% of cases in New York City, 51% of what they call COVID hospitalizations went there for another reason. They went there for a car crash. They went there for a gunshot wound. They went there uh, for cancer. They went there for a heart attack. Whatever it is, a broken arm. But of course they got swabbed, so then they get counted as a COVID case. Same thing with the 800,000 Americans that have died of COVID. You cannot believe once that they're trying to walk back their stats now. Kathy Hogle baby butchering monstrosity who is the uh, governor of new york she herself she wants to get to the bottom of these of these covid stats because it's making her look bad they're all trying to do it anthony fauci came out and said that most of the kids that are being called covid cases inside hospitals were there for another reason just got swabbed for covid and turned up covid now they're counted as a covid case same thing for all the deaths in america there's only 30 to 50,000 people in America since 22, 22 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. About 30 to 50,000 Americans have actually died of COVID. It's on the CDC website. The rest of them died with COVID or were presumed to have COVID because that's the CDC guidelines. These are the facts. This is absolute truth. They're having to walk back their own numbers because they know they're about to see a red wave and they're going to be held accountable for their lies. All right, let's go to the next one. What do we got? What's up? Peasant journalist video. All right, Justice Sotomayor's comments in support of the mandates. Play it for me. To tell an agency in an emergency, do what's necessary. I don't think Congress can do it. Do you? If Congress was going to give an occupational health agency this type of power to essentially regulate directly the employee rather than telling employers these are the types of things that you would want to do within your workplace, it would have had to provide that clearly. So what's the difference between this and telling employers where sparks are flying? 
So there we go. I just wanted you to see out of the Supreme Court how ignorant these people are. Now, this is mass formation psychosis. Play it for me. What you're dealing with here is a process of large-scale mass formation. That's what's happening. Mass formation is, is a specific phenomenon uh, which uh, uh, emerges in a society if a few conditions are met. And the first and most important condition is that there should be people experiencing a, a lack of social bond. The second condition is that there have to be a lot of people who experience a lack of meaning making. And then the third condition is that there have to be a lot of people who experience a lot of free-floating anxiety. This means anxiety that is not connected to a mental representation. You end up in an extremely aversive, negative emotional state. And then the fourth condition, a, a kind of aggression that, uh, that you feel inside of yourself, but that you cannot uh, uh, direct or aim at a certain object or cause. Under these conditions, a narrative is distributed through the mass media, which says that there is a very dangerous virus and that we should go into lockdown, indicating an object of anxiety and at the same time providing a strategy to deal with this object of anxiety, then there might be an extremely extraordinary willingness to participate in the strategy and the lockdowns, even when the narrative in itself is, is absolutely absurd. And why? Because all this free-floating anxiety, which is so hard to control, connects to this object of anxiety. When people start to participate all together in the strategy to deal with the object of anxiety, there is like a new kind of solidarity that emerges. And this makes that people switch from a highly aversive, negative mental state to the exact opposite, to the extremely high level of connectedness that exists in a crowd or a mass. So, and then people start a heroic battle with the object of anxiety, which leads to a kind of mental intoxication of connectedness, which is the real reason why people continue to buy into the narrative, even if it's utterly absurd or blatantly wrong. There it is, mass formation psychosis. Now, I've been boycotting the NFL for the last three years, but because Aaron Rodgers has taken the stand, by the way, I was a lifetime Redskin fan. No more. I am now a Green Bay Packers fan from now to the end of this football season. I will be watching and rooting for Aaron Rodgers taking the stand that he is taking. I am on board. I'm going to be watching the NFL. Only Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Only the Green Bay Packers. I hope they go all the way. He is standing the way that it takes. Why can't the church do what Aaron Rodgers, for the woman on there who doesn't like what I'm saying? You know what? You know what the, your problem is? You don't like the Bible. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. God bless. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLikely.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLikely.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in.
If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.